Hello, everybody, and welcome to Equity Global Markets podcast. Today is Monday, the 30th of March, 2020, and we're so happy you could join us and hope you are as, as excited as we are in discussing the markets in this week ahead. With so much happening in the markets these days, we hope some of our thoughts will give you a better idea how to navigate the financial markets amidst this rather strange times. And do remember to please follow us across all our social media channels and get interacting with us about what topics you want us to go through or what questions you have about the world of FX and CFD trading. I'm your host, Gaurav Kashyap. I head up the Futures Trading Desk here in Dubai. And as usual, I'm joined by my colleague, Mr. Mark Lee, senior trader operating out of the city of London. How are we doing today, Mark? Hi, Gaurav. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, we're in lockdown here in the UK, so a very surreal time the start of a new trading week and then plenty for us to discuss. Always good to hear your voice, Mark, and I'm glad that you're keeping safe and following all the advice of your authorities in the UK. Um, since we last spoke, Mark, you know, we've had so many developments. It almost feels like it's been several months worth of data and things to talk about crammed into literally a few days, really. And, you know, just looking at some of the charts, we had several markets closing in the green last week. We had U.S. indices closing higher across the board. Gold also closed higher on the week. Uh, the cable, the GBP USD and Euro USD similarly turned in good weeks uh, last week. You know, heading into last Monday's trading session, I almost felt that there was a slight air of optimism entering into last week of trading, particularly after the welcome developments of the Fed's record and historic $2 trillion stimulus plan. And this Monday, um, index futures are suggest they suggested a lower opening, but here we are in the middle of the EU session and indices are still trending slightly in the green. How are you perceiving this? Are you optimistic this week or do you see more downsides this week? Absolutely. Um, I'm slightly more optimistic now. I thought the markets last week had a slightly calmer tone to them. And I want to highlight a few key areas that reflect that subsiding fear. Um, so we saw the VIX, of course, the volatility index fall back below that key 50 level. We've seen global bond yields start to stabilize somewhat. As you mentioned, the dollar's weakened. It posted its worst weekly performance since 2009. Um, and the dollar's a real strong gauge that market fears, that real true safe haven currency. Um, so demand for the dollar has dwindled. And on top of that, it's been the best weekly performance for the S&P since 2009. So if you strip away a lot of the noise and that inevitable fear-mongering, markets are affecting a slightly more positive tone, and potentially the first signs of stability. Indeed, you know, we've had a couple of updates, back-to-back um, -back higher closings in equity markets. I would be really interested to see if we can translate that momentum into slightly longer-term gains, where we see continuously weekly higher closings, which would probably be the best indicator that you know, we have identified some kind of bottom and that this would perhaps present a good level to, to enter long positions in equities. But again, I, I feel once we only do have a couple of continuously higher weekly closings, I think that would present like the perfect opportunity. Mark, I also wanted to talk to you about last week's uh, U.S. initial jobless claims print. For all our listeners out there, the U.S. initial claims report, it's a weekly figure released every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and it's an unemployment report that measures the number of new jobless claims filed by individuals who are seeking to receive unemployment benefits. Uh, 
So obviously it's a really important and timely labor market indicator that we as analysts follow very closely. And this report clearly shows, the latest report clearly shows the effect of the coronavirus and the effect it's having on the US economy. We saw the figure come in at 3.28 million claims on the week mark. And this dwarfed the previous record of 695,000 claims lost in one week back in 1982. This figure also easily dwarfs the 665,000 unemployment benefits claimed in one week during the 2008 financial crisis. This can't really bode well for future jobless claims, Mark. No, as you stated, it was, it was very ugly reading. It was a big miss on expectations. Uh, but for me, the key point was the resilience of the markets. Um, US indices actually rallied off the back of it, which was quite peculiar. Um, so that fragility of weeks previous was nowhere to be seen. So again, a great sign of recovery and a great sign for those equity bulls. Slightly contradicting to my own optimism, despite that large number of jobless claims, I think it could actually be underestimated. And you might ask why. Well, I think the sheer quantity of, of claims, both by telephone and online, it's very difficult to manage. And a lot of states across America publicized website failures, unable to collect calls. Um, so, as I said, I think that could be understated still. So, it's definitely something to be mindful of. Just to put that into some more perspective for our listeners, I wanted to rewind back to the Great Depression, which was in the 1920s in the US, when unemployment peaked at around 25%. Um, at 25% employment, that would equate to roughly 40 million unemployed Americans in, these, in this day. Taking this print of 3.28 million from last week's jobless claims, that would mean it would take approximately three months to hit 25% unemployment rate in the US. Now, obviously, due to the shrinking effect, it'd be very difficult to sustain three to four million jobless claims every week. But think about it like this. The US service sector, which will be the most impacted by these lockdowns, makes up about 70% of the US workforce. That's roughly... 100 million or more Americans, which could be affected. The hospitality sector encompasses around 20 million employed Americans. And this, these figures don't even include the education sector, the retail sectors, or even the airline industries, which will all be affected. So we will start to see the impacts of all this starting with this Thursday's weekly jobless claims again, due out at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. But I think the depth of it will also be seen on this Friday, when we get the release of the March U.S. non-farm payrolls report, typically the godfather of the economic calendar. Payrolls are expected to drop to 100,000 lost jobs during March. This is down from the previous gain of 273,000 jobs added in February. And the overall un unemployment rate is expected to grow to 3.9% from a previous reading of 3.5%. So we could really see some high volatility in fireworks late on in that Friday trading session. Mark, other than the jobs report on Friday, what else are you looking at this week? And do you have any trade ideas for our listeners that you'd like to share? Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt that the economic fallout is severe. However, if you judge purely on price action, it tells us that the worst could actually be behind us and, and the worst case scenarios have actually been priced in. So as a trader and investor myself, my primary concentration remains on, of course, the coronavirus. Make sure you're tracking those cases, tracking the trend, and want to see those European and US coronavirus cases curtail slightly, then that's going to be the light at the end of the tunnel. And I really think those riskier assets will thrive. 
Um, in my opinion, it's a great trade to be long equities. I think the risk or reward is very favorable. Um, so that, that would be my tip to all investors. Uh, have, have you got any projections for the weekend, Gaurav? I'm sure you've got some brilliant trade ideas yourself. Mark, I'm still in the woods for those equity, equity trades. I'm, I'm going to wait for some weekly higher closings. But in the meantime, I'm definitely looking at opportunities in gold futures going forward. I feel gold futures will be a good bet uh, long term amidst all this uncertainty. We, of course, noticed spreads in spot gold blowout this past week. Therefore, I, I'm not looking at gold spots. I'm, I would be more focused on gold futures as the spreads have remained uh, rather tight and um, very, very liquid. Of course, the added advantage of trading gold futures is that overnight swaps are not chargeable on futures. So that's definitely a plus here. I'm expecting another good bull gold run to take the precious metal up to maybe 1703 levels. Uh, that's $1,703 a troy ounce within these upcoming two weeks. And I'm expecting strong support to come in between 1580 and 1600 a troy ounce uh, during the same period. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for your time this week, Mark. Would you please tell us our Would you please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? Of course, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Equity Mark. Um, so fire over any questions, and of course, thank you for listening. And listeners, you can find me on Twitter at GaurivK0619. And for all the latest market news and updates, definitely follow us at Equity Global Markets. And that's on Twitter at Equity underscore Global, and as well as at FX Pesa Kenya. So please, guys, get interacting with us. If you send us your questions or topics, we'd be more than happy to go through these in future podcasts. In the meantime, stay safe. Please follow the instructions of your local authorities and stay isolated. And remember, watch for the dips and chase those pips.